They're using you and I as everyday people and the disciples what as an object lesson to reveal uh, how the Holy Spirit worked. The Holy Spirit, you got to understand, the Holy Spirit functions and he was, he, he was functioning in creation. He was with the Father in creation. Right? He was with uh, Adam in, uh, in, in the garden. The Holy Spirit was also with Samuel, Moses, King David, and etc. And then we know that through the virgin birth, he was very instrumental in the virgin birth when Mary received the word of God. And so now we know that the disciples themselves, Jesus told them not to leave the place where they were until they received this power from on high. And my question is, why did Jesus make that statement? Simply because you and I cannot function in this earth without the power or the ability of the Holy Spirit at work in us. You can't do it. And I'm just saying this to you right now as believers, you cannot live life like everyday people. You cannot speak life like everyday people. This is what we mean by exercising your senses unto righteousness because your senses, your emotion, your feel and your emotions works through your senses, your feelings, and sometimes you will just want to make jabba 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 noise and that jabba jabba noise is gonna hold you in captivity in your own life. Say, well I was just kidding. Well don't don't speak it towards yourself. Are you following me? Or don't make non productive talk that is not based on the kingdom of God. You are a kingdom person. You're not, you, you, you're not just in this world. You are born of God. Are y'all getting this? And because you are born of God, then you have to position yourself because the Holy Spirit really wants to implement God's way, I mean, yet God's way, but God's reasoning for why you are here this certain time of lifespan. He wants to reveal that. Through that revealing is all the provision that you will ever need more than enough. You, he has supplied, his provision is abundantly supplied to you and I. And it's not a problem of God releasing any of his goods towards you and I. But there is a time in our life that the Bible talks about, and this is what we're going to talk about tonight. There is seed, time, 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 and time, and time, 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 times time, and then harvest. Are you following what I'm saying? And until we understand this concept, I, I was sharing this this morning in my online class this morning about, you know, how the kingdom of God did. Why do you think God, Jesus, came 
and told Nicodemus, unless you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. So that means my perception of truth, my perception of understanding, it cannot be made known through my senses in this physical realm. What God has for you, he wants to reveal it to your spirit so that your spirit in relation can begin to condition your soul to act by faith on these truths. See, renewing your mind every day, all through sometime throughout the day, renewing your mind is vital to the believer. Are you following me? You can never have no down days of saying, well, I just feel like I just want to just say what's on my mind. No, you're immature. That's the reason why the vision, the dreams, the goals are withheld from us because we're not ready to do what God can't really use us in the manner that he designed us for. Because what? Just like a baby. A baby go through stages in their life before they're able or they, until they're entrusted with a set of car keys. Can you see giving a baby a set of car keys? What you think he's going to do with it? Play with it. Put it in his mouth. Is that right? Put it somewhere that it don't, don't mean nothing to him. And the parent is the one doing what? Looking for the keys. Where my keys, little Johnny? And he's just sitting there laughing. <laughs> it have no value to him. Right? So, I mean, so just think about it. You put in something of value before a child that is ready for, there's nothing going to do, nothing to do with it. Well, just think about God. It's not that your father is withholding from you. Thank God he is because he don't want you to make a blunder of yourself. Just like you would not put your, your kid behind a car, you know, set them behind a car before they're ready. Why? Because he's going to make a blunder of himself and probably kill someone else along the way. Can y'all see this? So let's look at this for a moment. Where are we going, Lord? Mark chapter 4. And look at verse 26. I want to talk to you a little bit about the seed. You know, we talked about the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the, it's the Holy Spirit that is empowering your ground of your heart so that the seed, which is the word of God, which has the promise, has the dream, has the goal, has everything in it to do what? To make you successful. The seed does. But the Holy Spirit is the one that preps the ground of our heart. To do what? To receive the seed. You know, <clears throat> in growing up as a kid, the lady that lived next door to us, Miss Amy, and uh, her husband was, was named Mr. Major, and... Uh, they had a garden. I mean, they, you know, for us, we didn't really know, you know, really what that was until she began to explain. And, man, she had a garden hole. And that garden hole, man, uh, 
I'm pretty sure they had tillers, but we didn't know nothing about no tiller. And, and they didn't use no tiller. They was out there like 5 o'clock in the morning turning that dirt up, turning that, digging it up, turning it up, and making these mounds. And then you got the perfect walkways in between. I didn't know that's what they were for. I didn't know that until I got into ministry and started teaching stuff. And then realized all this stuff now is playing back in my mind and showing me the value of what I just kind of like took none for long. long. And so every day they'd be out there turning up that. And they'd be out there early. And then we got out there and started working with them. Because we thought it was fun. But in actuality, she was teaching us, they were teaching us how to prep the ground to receive the seed. The purpose of the mound is so that the ground is soft enough, it's, it's broken up enough, it has enough looseness that when they put that seed in there and pour water on there, that seed can germinate in that ground. And there would be no interruption of the seed growing. A root system. Are you following me? And that's what you and I have. The Lord want us to have a root system. What would be our root system? Is to walk in this love. That's, part, that's, that's the root system. And when you walk in love, you're walking in patience. You're going to stay in peace. You know how the scripture says in Isaiah 26.3, Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Uh, now notice this. But the ground of your heart has to be prepped to what? To walk in that peace. Because the purpose of peace is not just for the good time. The purpose of peace is when trouble shows up, when opposition shows up. What would be opposition to the natural form? Heat, excessive rain. Are oh, you following what I'm saying? So they got to make sure that that ground it <clears throat> is pliable enough and the seed that they're planting this time of the year is, you know, it's, it's for this season that it will endure the rain, it will endure the heat, it will endure the insect because there are things that they do the process. They put, you know, they used to have a product called Seven Dust. Anybody ever heard of that, Seven Dust? That's an old product. But it's good for what? Insects, right? Keep insects off of it. <clears throat> Are you following what I'm saying? <clears throat> and, and, and you had fertilizer. What am I saying? Look at the process that takes place for that seed to germinate. And then once it germinates, what's the first thing that happens in the ground when the seed is in the ground, the seed in the water, I mean the seed and the ground come together? What's the first thing that takes place? That's a split in the soil. What is it doing? It's making an opening that the ground is, is introducing what this packet of seeds said it is. It's my job, the ground says, my job to make sure that the seed bring forth the fruit. The Bible talks about how the ground will bring fruit of itself automatically. That's the Greek word for the word ground. I, don't, I can't really pronounce the, 
The Greek word, but it means automatic. In other words, it's automatic when you put that seed in that ground, that ground begins to break down the husk <clears throat> around the seed so that the life that's in that seed can spring forth. Put it in everyday terminology where you and I live. The word, notice it, the Holy Spirit is working in the ground of your heart through your thought life. Are you following what I'm saying? It's working in your, it's working in your heart doing what? Getting rid of, of crazy thought, getting rid of, of things that were your unbelief, your doubts, your fear that will hinder the seed from bringing forth its maximum what God put in it. See, the seed has life in itself, but the ground has, <clears throat> excuse me, has life in itself. Water. <coughs> Are y'all getting this? It has ground. It has. It had. The seed has life in itself. The ground has life in itself. And and they both. The seed for you and I is the word of God. So there's no such thing as the word won't produce. It's incorruptible. It's utterly impossible for you not to prosper. From the seed perspective. But if my prosperity is on hold, it is because the ground of my heart has not been prepped to receive the abundance that the seed has in it. And that's why the Holy Spirit is there to help us, to enlighten us, right? Watch this. Jesus said, so the kingdom of God, as if a man cast seed into the ground. Notice what he said. So the kingdom of God, as if a man cast seed, where? In the ground. He's trying to give you an eye, a parable of showing the difference between what the natural look like and this is what the spiritual life look like. They're running, they're running what and what. But you got to have discernment to understand. He's not talking about natural seed. He's talking about the kingdom of God, but he's trying to show you that this seed that you're receiving. Thank you, ma'am. Girl, you're a keeper. Shoot. That's my, that's my honey bun, boy. I can't eat the mother honey bun, but I got a, sweet, I got a sweeter one. Amen. <laughs> Notice this. So he said, so the kingdom of God, as if, you see that? As if he's trying to give a parable. A man should cast seed into the ground. Watch the next verse. When he cast the seed into the ground, notice he didn't say he worries over the seed. We put seeds in, we sow seeds into ministry, we sow seeds into charitable groups, we sow seeds into a lot of different places, but we worry over the seed. The seed has life in the cell. The seed will produce. What about the ground that the seed is going into? Hmm? Notice he said, you shall sleep and rise night and day. And notice this. 
the seed shall spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. Nobody knows it. Nobody understands it but God. It's the kingdom. A man cast seed with what? Words. How did God create the heavens and the earth? With words. Let's go back. Let's put this in Genesis chapter 1. And we'll come right back to this. We're going to tie this in. This, I want to show you how powerful the Holy Spirit, how meaningful the Holy Spirit is in our life. How you can't live without him. How you can't make decisions. You can't make a, a definitive stand without him. It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, right? And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. It didn't say it was It moved. What was it doing? It's waiting for the Spirit itself is the one that's going to bring forth light. But it, it can't act without the Word. So you can't have the word by itself, nor can you have the spirit by itself. You got to have them both together. They work together. Amen. Now, watch this. Go to verse 10. What? 10? Go to verse 10 for time's sake. Eleven. And God said, now. He's already said, and God said probably four or five times uh, to this. But notice this. This is what I mean by the seed is the word, and you're speaking of the same seed of the same life that God himself has put words in a place that it is productive. It will produce. Are y'all getting this? The ground of your heart has to be in a position to trust the process. This is why he said, you sleep and rise night and day, and you don't know how this thing going to come about. It's a trust process. Amen? Watch this. And God said, let the earth do what? Come on, talk to me, class. Let the earth do what? Bring forth what? So how did the earth, how did the earth know to bring forth grass? Because God spoke it. How do you, how, how do your money or whatever your seed is know what to do unless you do what? You got to speak to it. Can you see it? See, we speak to it, but we don't speak to it in faith. See, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of means out here, you know, that wanting you to prosper, wanting you to increase. There's a lot of measures of things that's taking place of trying to get you to do a lot of different things. I'm not against that. But my point is, this is the safest, this is the best way of knowing, of getting ahead. The key is hearing him. Yes. Absolutely, giving instruction what it what it need to be, what it's supposed to do. 
See, you can't, you can't, you don't know these things unless God puts something in your heart or reveals something to you. And then you and I, as a speaking spirit, we speak to it. We speak what we hear. We speak what we know. How many understand what I'm saying? You speak what you know. You, what you know is through a revelation of what Jesus Christ himself. That's why the Bible talks about in Ephesians 1.17 that the eyes of our, I mean, uh, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. Meaning that he may give unto you comprehension, his insight. Why? Because notice it, when you have it, well, let me say this. Before you can have it, you got to have understanding. And it's your Got to have understanding. When you have understanding, then wisdom will show up. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't just jump in this overnight. It's a process. Every tithe you gave, every offering you gave, it's adding up. It's bringing you to a place of maturity, of singing, can I trust you? Can you be trusted? Are you following what I'm saying? God keep good books. I mean, God want to see, can I release you? Can I put you in a place, whether it be in the business world, whether it be in the educational whether it be in Hollywood, arts and entertainment, whether it be in media, politics, or whatever. God want to know, can I put you there? Can I trust you there? And whatever resources you need when you, while you're there, he's going to see to it that you have it. Hmm? Oh, I'm just... I'm telling you, I'm sharing with you, when you learn to take your hands off of something, that's when you see the power of God. As long as your hand is on it, trust me, I can tell you, I can tell you about many, many experiences. When you take your hand off of it and you just give up, God step right in. Not doing it because of your faithfulness, but he's doing for you because of his will, of his vision, of his favor for your life. Everybody is different. The problem that we have, we don't have, we don't understand, we don't learn, we're not learning to walk in the identity of whose we are. We're still following others' identity. We're still trying to get into someone else's shoes. And your shoe, your feet, you notice it, your shoe fits your feet perfectly. But if you were eight and you put your shoe, put your feet in my shoe, I think this is 11 or 11 and a half, whatever. Well, how, how do you think that's going to feel? Because you're trying to wear someone else's shoes, you're trying to walk in someone else's shoes, and God is saying, well, what's wrong with yours? Yeah, what's wrong with yours? God didn't make a mistake. 
Are y'all understand what I'm saying? So he said, God said, let the earth bring forth. The earth could not bring forth. It could not bring forth until God gave it. God is the author of words. And then God made, when he created the heavens and the earth and everything that's in it, then God said in verse 26, let us, look at verse 26, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Whew. After our likeness. You want to imitate somebody? Imitate your father. Imitate your, your redeemer. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have what? Dominion. The fish of the sea, the fowls of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth. Over all the earth. What's in the earth? Everything. Gold, silver, wealth. Everything that you and I desire, God created it, put it in the earth for you and I. He know how to get it to us. But we lost, we lost the, the, the fire, the zeal of allowing him thinking that, you know, I don't know if this is going to happen. I don't know if this is going to take place. And so, and I'm going to show you something <clears throat> before the night is out. Let me just express it to you in case we don't get there. The disciples administered a two-piece fish dinner that Jesus gave thanks and it multiplied and they distributed to 5,000 men. They didn't say men and women. Just say 5,000 men. And he gave, and the disciples gave to each as much as they could handle. How you equate that? How you multiply that? How you think of that? How you understand that? You can't even understand that. So you see why it's going to take your belief in him? That's why you are born again? That's why you, that's why you and I, we are drawing, living out of the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is not going to make any sense in this natural. Hmm? And it's natural. They say you got to grind. You got to. You got to sweat. You got to do this. You got to do that. I'm not getting sweating. I sweat every day, but that's not the type of sweat they're talking about. In the kingdom of God, He wants to do it for us, right? How many understand what I'm saying? 
I know it's kind of, it's almost like it's a little foreign, but we gotten away from expecting God to supernaturally make provision for us along the way. You may not see everything the way you want it right now, but guess what? He's making provision along the way. What is he doing? He's giving you just enough what you have need of to keep moving forward. Why? Because the day going to come, you're going to fall right into that more than enough. I didn't get one amen. <laughs> Any questions on this? How many understand what I'm saying? Look at this. Go back to verse, what, 11? And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the earth yielding seeds, the fruit tree. Boy, I taste a, a fruit, you know, like cherries. They got now what they call a plum cherry. And it doesn't spike my insulin level. Boy, that thing is good. My wife ain't 80 once, so she, you know, she kind of like don't like to touch stuff. That's, you know, that's kind of like a good thing. But when she do, oh, Jesus, here we go. <laughs> Y'all got to try that. It's called a cherry plum. Did you try one, baby? Oh, oh, okay. There she go. That thing was that, and it doesn't spike your insulin level. God made that. If for nothing else, he made that for me. Amen? And he said, fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is where? In itself, upon where? It's upon where? It's upon the earth. And it was so, verse 12. And the earth brought forth. See? What did it bring forth? Grass, herb, yielding seed after its kind. Whose, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was what? Good. What am I saying to you? If God could see it, and you and I are created in Christ Jesus as the righteousness of God, then so can you and I see whatever that is God purpose. Now, all of us have, all of us got different backgrounds. But whatever God purpose in your heart, you're going to see it. And he's going to keep drawing you to it. And whatever resources you have need, he's going to bring you to it. He's going to bring it to you. He's going to bring you the finances. He's going to bring you the right people. He's going to bring you whatever it you need. He's going to bring it to you. It ain't going to happen all overnight. But through the process, little by little, little by little, and then the day come, you'll wake up, and all of a sudden, you didn't walk, you didn't step into the fullness of the blessing. Why? Because maturity has taken place within us to do what? To handle the wealth along with the vision that he has given unto us. You're going to be a blessing to others along the way? Well, yes, I hear that. I see that, Lord. He said, look at Abraham. Look how long it took him <clears throat> before he got to the place that he started walking in the fullness of the blessing. The fullness of the blessing was to present Isaac 
his only son as a sacrifice. So don't be in a hurry to think that I got to get to this place overnight. No. Some things are withheld from us, kept back from us, because God don't want to see us injure ourselves. Amen? <coughs> okay, let me close with this. Okay, Casey, go back to uh, <coughs> Mark 4. So notice this in Mark chapter 4. And notice we said here that you shall sleep and rise night and day and the seed shall spring and grow up and he know it not how. But one thing I can add right now, we know how because it's going to spring forth because God made a law. God put a law in motion, so it's impossible. Now, I don't have to know how the ground and the seed come together. But we know it's going to bring forth fruit because why? This is God's order. Airplanes take off every day. Sometimes when we're driving down 90, we get to see an airplane taking off. You think those pilots are afraid? I mean, you know, you get to a, I don't know what the speed, you got to get to a certain speed before the law of lift takes place. You have no guarantee. And think about how heavy that thing is. On the ground. Look how big some of them things are. I look at them UPS or FedEx. They be sitting out there. I mean, just look how huge those things are. And think about the cargo that they have in them. And they can get to the end of a runway and take off. How many? And the law of lift takes up, take kicks in. That's amazing. 200 miles down when they land. That's the same thing about the astronaut. They, 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 when they land, that's why they can't miss their mark. They got one shot and one shot on it. When they come in, they coming in definitely because they have to hit that mark. They're coming in at 200 miles an hour and then all of those little <clears throat> parachute kicks in when they hit the ground. <clears throat> what am I saying to you? I'm saying the same thing here. I'm telling you, he said, for the earth bring forth fruit of herself. You see that? The earth does what? It bring forth fruit of itself or herself. We just got to understand and trust the process just like the natural farmer has to trust the process. He don't have no way of knowing how to, but he understands it's a law. We, too, have to get to the place and recognize, I don't have to try to figure out everything. It's a law. I trust God. My faith is not in me. My faith is in God. It's in his word. And that's what faith is. It's a confidence. It's a trust. 
It's a belief in something or someone. In this case, our faith is in God, what he said. And we, we rest in that fact. That God can't lie. Like Abraham said. Let me close with this. I'm not going to be able to finish this. Go to Romans chapter 4. <clears throat> and look at verse uh, 20 and 21. We'll close with these two verses of scriptures. He staggered not, talking about Abraham, at the promise of God through what? Through unbelief. See, unbelief can always be with you. You're not going to ever get rid of them. The only way you keep unbelief in check, you got to keep your belief in what God says in check. The whole point of this lesson, we, like I said, we're not, we, I know we're not going to get to it, but in Mark 6, 52, when, uh, when Jesus got in the boat with them after they had talked all night and, and they were being of good cheer and, Jesus, and they looked at him and said, and they were sore amazed. S-O-R-E. It's not a good word. And Jesus said, he said, for they did not consider the miracles of the Lord, and their hearts were hardened. This is why the seed, this is why we don't walk in their prosperity, we don't walk in the abundance or the favor of God as we ought, because our we forget. And our hearts get hardened. Now, those disciples, they were not there watching as the world turned. The secret stone. Them boys was out there trying to get across that, that water. They forgot all about what just took place eight hours prior. If they would have just considered, they would have made it. How close are we to the next stage or the next level that God has called us to, but we did not consider what took place right over here? Hmm? So he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but the Bible said he was strong in faith. That means to be strong in faith, he was strong in what God had said. He got Totally convinced. Next verse, Casey. And being fully persuaded. This is Abraham. And look what he said. That what God had promised. God was able also to perform. It's not you. It's him working through you. That's why it's a, a place of us learning to trust. Learning to rest. Because we have no control. And you know how we are in the natural. If we don't have no control of something, we, we, we don't know how to act. I mean, think about it. I mean, look, we, we got that. That new riding lawnmower back then, you know, it was just like, how are you going to ride this thing with 
two levers. And I'm, you know, my feet doing this number. I'm looking for breaks. <laughs> Had to learn. Had to learn to do what? Let go of what the normality of driving a car. If I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't be riding that motor. Now I could ride that thing with, I'd be praying in the spirit, listening to music, hitting them curves. But at first, mm -mm. are you understand what I'm saying? That thing can get away from you. You can tap something in a hurry. Right? What I'm saying to you, when you learn to trust, what it said, fully satisfied, assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and do what he had promised. He just needs you and I as the instrument that he can channel himself through. That's why you have to trust him. Did you learn anything tonight? So, I'm done, but 